Welcome to Broadway Backbone with Brad Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are, well, Broadway's backbone. Welcome to episode 53. Our special guest is Felicia Finley. Hello, welcome to Broadway's Backbone. I'm here with Felicia Finley. How are you? I'm great, and it's a great pleasure to meet you. So I'm going to start by reading your credits, and then we'll go from there. Okay. All right, so on Broadway, we have Smokey Joe's Cafe, The Life, The Wedding Singer, Mamma Mia. Off Broadway, we have The Wild Party, we have The Bubbly Black Girl, and a great credit is you're also in Forbidden Broadway. Yes, definitely. So those are highlights. Are there anything that I missed that you really love? Oh, well, I always enjoy doing the Encore series. Oh, yes. Those are always fun. And I really, you know, when you have a chance to go in between shows and do something regionally, that's always, you know, start checking things off the bucket list. <laughs> oh, yes, I know regionally is Like, I, I was able to do a Vita, play a Vita and a Gunk Whip. And so that was really special. It was a very special uh, summer. And i that's my, my father's favorite role. He actually got to see Lapone uh, perform it. And it, it, between that and Miss Saigon, those are his shows. <laughs> oh, wow. So your father's a musical theater fan. Oh, not really. I don't know if he's, no, he's not a musical theater fan. He just, he, he likes what he likes. He likes what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I always call him like, he, think of Tom Selleck, that's what my dad looks like. Oh, nice. <laughs> his pinky is a size 12. Oh, goodness. He's a big guy. Well, we, a lot of hard work farmer, you know, farming. So grew up originally from North Carolina. We've sold some of the land, but we started off with about 200 acres that was settled in 1750. And it's been in the Finley family ever since. And so it's a lot of hard work. A lot of of ticks, a lot of chiggers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so where are you from and where did you get started? My family's from the Appalachian Mountains, North Carolina, in Boone. So I'm the first generation out ever. I was actually born in a hospital, which was a big deal for the Appalachians. <laughs> yeah, my dad was born at home. <laughs> my dad was in the war, and so he came, um, I'm a Vietnam baby, like the second he got back. Me and my husband both were both, we were born like nine months after our fathers got back. And my, both of our fathers served at the same time during the beehive, you know, it was like 68 to 71. So they were, I'm always grateful for their service. I grew up with a very amazing father that I highly respect. He was a lieutenant colonel coming out of the army. He's taught me a lot because he lived. Yes. (laughs) And he saw something so unbelievable, so young. I just can't put my head around it. No. So he couldn't get a job really uh, when he got back because they weren't hiring Vietnam vets, which is a heartbreak. He started working on the docks, and he got a job working in Charleston, South Carolina, on the docks. So I was born in Charleston. I only stayed there a few years in my early years, and then he was transferred to New Orleans when I was six. Oh, wow. So I grew up in New Orleans, in the swamps. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see the History Channel swamp people, those are that's exactly my, that's like my home. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When it floods, you have gators in your backyard because they just follow the water, you know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) And everything's below sea level. So a lot of times when, and it floods all the time. We don't, we never saw snow. We always had flood days instead of snow days. Or alligator days. Oh, hello. (laughs) Eventually the water will recede, which takes a bit. And there's just gators in your backyard going, where'd the water go? (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, with their mouths open. It's crazy. But, you know, if you grow up around it, it's, you know, you get... You're not scared of them? 
nah, I, I mean, you get used to them. You know what I mean? You just do. I'm, I'm saying, I don't know what you mean. That's no, scary. I know. And they're prehistoric, which is crazy to think wow. about. They're, they're crazy. They're like little dinosaurs walking around. And I've always loved the outdoors. So yeah. um, I don't know if I would want to pet one. <laughs> okay. But I appreciate them. And, um, you know, you just got to be savvy, especially in the, in the swamps. You just got to, you know, not afraid to get dirty. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, but I um yeah I grew up in New Orleans. So but we would spend our summers working on the farm in North Carolina. It's hard work, you know, all summer long getting all those vegetables and whatever it is, hands in the dirt and a lot of hard work. <laughs> getting up at four thirty in the morning. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in New Orleans, though, there there's several different accents because you your accent you have a, a great speaking voice, but isn't there also like the Cajun accent well, in talk, New Orleans? Well, yeah, in New Orleans, go with uh, you know where your mom is called Yats. Where your mama? Where your mama at? And you say stuff like, uh, "So you're gonna go make some groceries," which means, "Are you gonna go to the store and buy some food?" <laughs> oh. Because you have a lot of, like, make is, you know, uh, really comes from a French word. So a lot there's a lot of French influence. And you grow up with this laissez-faire, if you will, yeah. attitude. I always say that New Orleans is not Southern. It's its own thing. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, if you, go, if you go outside of New Orleans, you're in a red state. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. if you're in New Orleans proper... It's a whole, it's just an amazing town. I, I, I was so lucky. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every, every city, every year should have Mardi Gras, period, dot. <laughs> yes. Well, did you grow up with all that music, the, yes. the jazz? And I went to a performing arts high school called New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, NOCA. I was a dancer. I was a New Orleans City Ballet, also a Cincinnati Ballet, very young. But I was like 6'1 on point. <laughs> so that's a little awkward. Yes. Oh my God, that makes me laugh. And I had a rack, if you will, quote unquote. So they ace bandaged me down and I was like, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I can do this very much. I went to school with uh, Harry Connick. Ellis Marcellus taught there and his sons were there, Wynton and Bramford. Yeah, we, we would go to the after school. They would always have a gig. We always had gigs, you know. We got an A for the day if we had a W-2 or a pay stub. Yeah, they were very pro. It was, it was very proactive, get out there and do it school. It's That's not, fantastic. Don't sit here and talk about it. Get out there and do it. And when you're doing it, let us know about it. And we'll get, you know, that's exactly why you're here. So you get hired. Basic training for the arts. I had incredible teachers. Incredible teachers. Ellis Marcellus alone was just, oh, I got to go to the Jazz Fest so young before uh -oh. people knew about it. Yeah. Now, now I get mad when I go because I'm like, you found us. <laughs> <laughs> ah, curses. There's so much culture in New Orleans. Well, there's so much music. Yes. And let me tell you why there's music. Because there's no money. And there's a lot of pain. Mm. And so when you grow up with a lot of pain, music heals all cultures. It just, it just, it's one of those languages that goes all the way through. And there's just something powerful, you know, especially jazz, you know, oh, it's yes. just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, so I was, I got to see the kids with the bottle caps, you know, tapping in the streets just hoofing. Um, Kevin Ramsey, who I did the life with, was one of those kids. Really? Mm -hmm. He, I remember him on the street dancing. I remember him. He was, he is a, such a talent. Yes. So it's crazy. It's crazy, like, to think about the people that have come out of there. Really wonderful people. Oh, I mean, I just love, and I love the food. I love everything. Oh, gosh. That. That's the one thing. If you get, because I, I love to cook, and I love to make gumbo for all my companies, and by the way, gumbo should feel like a meal, not a soup. 
No, that, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> it's not a soup. I don't know what. I don't know what's going up here in the north. And when I moved up here, I was like. Lord have mercy. They call this soul food. I'm like, this is just food. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? It's like, you know, I cook with a little extra elbow, you know. I don't mind butter. You know, butter's got great, great qualities to it. (laughs) You don't overdo it. But when you come up north, you realize that we we put a lot of extra stank in what we do. (laughs) As well you should. And so I, I was very, I am great, very grateful I grew up around. Because up here you feel like things aren't really cooked. You're like, is this done? <laughs> <laughs> Where is the uh, Tabasco? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my sister carries Tabasco in her purse. Yeah, and then Abita Springs has a, has a big beer. They, that's a, right where I grew up. And they have a beer, that, local beer, that's now huge. You ever heard of Purple Haze? Yes, I have. That's a Beta Springs. That's from where I grew up. Oh, that's so It's cool. a Louisiana yes. a beer, yeah. So why'd you end up leaving New Orleans? Did you go straight to L.A.? I went to L.A., yeah. I was a dancer out there. I always wanted to work. I always wanted to go to L.A. and be a dancer. It's just, And I thought by the time I was like 21, 22, I'd go to school. But really work hard as a dancer out there. And I had a great time. I was so young, and I was able to gig with... Oh, the best of the best, very young. And so my college was working. You know, mm. my, that, that was, I also did cruise ships really young when I got a gig here and there. I was kind of like the floater girl. I picked up real quick as far as a dancer, so I'd be a, a, a swing a lot. Oh, wow. Which is a hard job. I love you oh, swings. Yes, it is. All the swings of America, kissy kissies. Y'all be nice to your swings. Always, always. <laughs> Y'all be nice to your swings. <laughs> I was out there four years. I was in the riots. I was in L.A. during the You were too. there? Yes. I went to USC. Remember? 4.30, honey. That that verdict came down. It was done. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't we were believe like you were there. We were told to get out of the city did as you fast see, as possible. I know, right? Did you see any of the armored um, cars? Oh, I did. I saw looting. Yeah. I saw oh, that white. old warehouse videos. Oh, stores Jesus. Just looted. To see it, to see that kind of pain and just everything incinerates, just, oh, I was 19. Mm-hmm. 19. Yeah. Maybe maybe I was about to turn 19. Maybe I could, might have been 18. But a baby, you know? And uh-huh. I was I had been hired. The reason I moved out there was because I had um, gotten from an open call, if you can believe this, God rest her soul, and Carrie Fisher. I was hired as a movie of the week starring uh, about Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. And I was hired as the young Debbie Reynolds because I twirled baton, and she twirled baton. Really? And yeah, so I was hired to play her, the young, and I was a tapper also. And I looked just like her. Like I had long, dark, dark hair. And when I pulled it, I just looked just like her. <laughs> we were in pre-production. It's not funny, but it is funny. It's morbid funny. So we, <laughs> we were in pre-production. I'm a child. I get hired as the Debbie Reynolds, you know, young Debbie Reynolds. I'm coming home. The verdict comes down. Back then we had pagers. Remember oh, yes. pagers? Pagers. Oh. And actually landlines. Great landlines. And Thomas Guide. Yes. I don't know how I got I don't around. Know we did. And we'd have to pull over and get quarters to call. Yes. It's too funny. Oh, it is. The drama. The drama. Yeah. That, or like even getting tapes for like a you know rehearsal and batteries is ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It hurts my head. <laughs> Wait a minute, I, I can tape over this because, oh yeah, I, I know that part. We can tape over it because yeah. you've run out of tape. Oh yeah, oh, it's just a voice lesson. I, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Rewind it. I can't take it. 
so yeah, I get home. I got a page from my agent, 310. I get home. There was a, on my answer machine. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is your agent. Um, yeah, well, I guess you know what's happening with the riots, right? Mm, yeah, well, we just got a phone call from, you know, the movie. Uh, yeah, you've been put on indefinite hold. I'm still waiting. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's a fancy way to say, y'all, it's done. It's done. Put a fork in that shit. Oh. <laughs> indefinite hold. Hold. I'd never heard that in my life. As yeah. far as a structure of words together, wordplay. Yeah. I was like, indefinite is indefinite. Yeah. <laughs> hold. It's a strange way to say it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> because oh, so the project just never Because of happened. the riots. Yeah. yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't. They just stopped it. They stopped it completely. Mm. And then never came back up. And then I was there. And so I started. I started. I had to really start working I, and I was grateful that I got to be behind the scenes I was one of Disney's I was the first Jessica Rabbit you were mm -hmm. and I sang happy birthday to the CEOs I and one of them's passed on and I can't think of his name Michael Eisner was there they have a whole nother world and you know underneath yeah it's crazy but yeah and then I got into the Disney world behind the scenes which was really wonderful Oh, that's great. What kind of stuff did you do behind the scenes? It just depended. Uh, they have so many wonderful, what I call one-offs or industrials, very creative situations. Talk about laissez-faire, you got to go with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I was, I'm always up for whatever. And uh, so yeah, it was a lot of singing. I actually was the body of Esmeralda in the movie of Hunchback. That's my body. That's your body? Mm-hmm. How did they design, how did they do that back then? Because it was probably different than what they do now. Well, first of all, it was in a warehouse in Burbank is where we shot it on a green screen. And they would take Polaroid stills, stills, oh, my Southern, stills of me, as well as video, like a big video camera, which looks like the size of this piano. <laughs> this is like 90, what, three? And Demi Moore was singing the lead song. And I, I love you, Demi, but mm, wow. <laughs> Not really the best, a little, little strong with the vocal. So I sang it. I I started singing it because I, I just wanted to do what I do. So I would sing it. And I was, I was non-union at that time. So this was a non-union job. It was very tedious. And they would say, stay. And I'd have to like look up and then they'd say, smile, <gasps> take a picture. The first thing they did was take my dimensions. And back then, I, I actually had a 21-inch waist. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I had a 21-inch waist. I was... Did you have ribs removed or something? No, I was like, I when I developed it, was like, oh, okay, that one's... Mm -hmm, put that one in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Until she gets 18, because I just developed, you know, really quick. And I remember I was on the beach one time, and this guy was... I maybe was 14 the most. And, I mean, knockers, the whole nine yards. And... This guy, he was hot, came over to me, we were talking, and he says, you want to go out? And I was like, where? I was so young. And he goes, on a date. And I said, well, I'm not old enough. He goes, how old are you? I said, 14. He walked away. All I know is his face turned ash. <laughs> but I thought he didn't, I thought he thought I was like ugly or gross or something. Right. I was devastated. <laughs> I was devastated. Oh, I mean, thing. it was crazy. But yes, yeah, so my, I had these crazy dimensions, and my hair was very long. It was almost to my waist. So I had this very, very long hair, um, very dark hair, 
which gave me a kind of a, a interesting look as far as people would bring me in for Hispanic things. And mm. I'm like, I barely speak a Merkin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. I just finished saying theater. So we're saying theater now. <laughs> and it took me a while to say cement, not cement, <laughs> which could go a lot of ways. Oh, yes, it, yes, it can. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, they uh, took dimensions of me and then I got through the first couple of days and it really just came down to uh, my my overall look. I'm actually, not through the whole movie, I'm the dancer in the veil. Dance oh, of the yes. Seven Veils. Yes. That's what I did. I didn't do the whole movie. I, I did parts here and there. But that was really the chunk that they used me for. And you can really see it. It's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. Didn't do that well, though. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> but then, but now the musical's coming back. They're trying to do it regionally a lot. So good. It's great. It's, it's a fun... I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was very hard. It was a very hard job. It was very long, very tedious. All that stuff about them putting penises and, you know, things all over. Oh, they, yeah. They did, they did that. Really? Mm-hmm. And I would hear them say, oh, I'm going to put a phallic symbol over here. The animators would say that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. They, and then they got caught. Yeah. I remember And then they had caught. to take it out. Yes. I, I heard them say that while they were drawing me. I'm going to put a phallic symbol over here. And I'm like, oh, my. And I would say, I can hear y'all. Yeah. And they would say, ha, 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 you know, whatever. And there was like 20 of them. It was a big room of animators. Huge. Like a big, like three big tables of animators. And they were probably all men back then. Too. Oh man, how yeah. did you know that? Well, just, just. <laughs> Whoa! You know, it's so crazy that you said that. They were all men. And saying inappropriate stuff like that. The whole time it was completely sexual harassment. It, it, exactly. <laughs> In any other world, like now. Oh yeah. But back then, yes, it was. They were smoking. Remember the smoke? Oh, yeah. Remember? I liked smoking. Though. Listen, I, I was one of those New Yorkers that I got mad when they were taking our smoking rights away from our bars. Oh, me too. Really mad. Yeah. Like, angry about it. I was like, those are, we're, we're New Yorkers, man. We need to smoke in our bars. <laughs> Come on, dude. We're New Yorkers. The smoking, man. Yes. Look, you're taking New York out of us. And then it, they stopped, and I was like, why? Did I ever feel that way? I completely agree. Like, I can't believe it. My hair I smells want... normal again. Yes. <laughs> Food tastes better. Everything. You know. But you can go into, like, even now, like, certain areas that you can smell the smoke in the walls from oh, old places. Old places, yes. Because it's in the wall. Yes. People smoked on airplanes. Yep. To me, that's like peeing in a pool. Really? Yeah. Why would you want Are to do that? Are you kidding uh, me? It's going to go everywhere, y'all. Yes. But this is the non-smoking line. Now you're smoking. Yeah, that smoke will not cross the line. <laughs> Remember when we'd fly? Oh, oh yeah, but I mean, I love sitting in the smoking session. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. My husband and I, whenever we will see smokers maybe outside of a place or something, and we'll we'll say what year the smoke smelled like. If there's a lot of people, it's like, oh, that was 77. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or the other day, there were like two girls. I was like, oh, that's like 92, 93. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that you said that I think is so smart about this business is going with the flow. Because oh. I think that's one thing that uh, you've had a great long longevity mm -hmm. of a career. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to do one-offs and do things like that. Oh, I think being I, that's open what to that. About. Yes. That's what it's about. I mean... I try out people, this industry is constant. Mm -hmm. It is constant. And if you allow it and you get out of the way of it, it will intuitively teach you where to go. 
Yes. I had a friend of mine, I teach classes here and there, and I did at Long Island High School about, about a month ago, I, I taught out there. And one of the kids who's graduating high school, he says, I don't think it's right for people to pigeonhole. Oh, pigeonhole. But what's it called? There's like a name for it. Stereotype. Stereotype. Stereotype, yes. Thank you. He's like, I think that's offensive. And I said, well, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah. (laughs) Because you have to know what you look like. Yes. Wow. I mean, I find it great because then I go, okay, well, that's, I don't have to worry about these characters. This is what they're looking at me for. So, so be it. So be it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's true. And then you can figure out what you're castable as. Exactly. And then you're not trying to put yourself into a pool of talent that you're not right for. Yeah, and you're not, maybe you're not a leading man. Maybe you have more success as a, as a character actor, which is a, <laughs> really a great long career. Oh, yes. You know? But it's weird how people, like these kids, I said, you, you're not that precious. Nobody, you're not, your mom lied to you. <laughs> no, it's true. And I think this generation, everything, everyone thinks they can do everything. When... Yeah, just because you looked at it on YouTube doesn't mean you did it, you know, you sweated it out. Yeah. For reals. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be willing to, especially being a dancer, I think, you're always on the bottom of the totem pole, mm-hmm. being dancers. And so when you go to the other side, you really appreciate, I always say thank you when I get a note. I'm so grateful that I even got a note because they're taking the time to make me better. And that's a ballet thing. When you, when prima donna or your teacher comes over to you and gives you a note, you literally have to do a B plus bow and say thank you. You know, it's very, very um, decorum oriented, bedside manners, everything. Interesting. So I really wish that there'd be more people, especially in the musical theater world, that would learn ballet and that decorum behind the scenes oh, and learn yes. how to say thank you when you get a note instead of saying, you know, uh, um, that was Tony's fault because he was on four and I was supposed to be on four half. And so now my toe hurts. <laughs> and you know what I want to do? I want to maybe push him in front of traffic, but you can't prove it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That was one thing I learned. You just sometimes you just take the note. Just, say thanks. Yes. Say thank you for noticing. Yep. Thank you for noticing. I will. Do, do my utmost to not do that again, whatever yeah. it is. But yeah. So what left made you leave uh, LA and well, let's dance see, besides career? the um, riots, riots, the earthquake, yes, seven point Were you yes. there? Yes, Northridge. Jesus yes. Christ, four thirty-one in the morning, honey. Yep. Thirty-one seconds long. Not that we remember it. <laughs> I don't remember how long it was. Uh, we I, the, the and those my roommate Santa had a bird was just screaming. Oh, oh, right before it happened. Yeah. <gasps> I can't believe you said that. Yeah. We heard birds screaming before it happened. It woke me up. Yeah. The birds woke me up, and I got up about 4.15. I'm a country girl, so I was like, something wrong, y'all. I got to go outside and check it. Let me go put my boots on. You know, it's like, I think I had like, I don't even know if I had a broad. I was just like looking. I mean, honest to God, I might have put a robe on real quick, and I was like, something's going on. And right when that happened, this, I never felt it before. A true Santa Ana, which they call earthquake weather. Really? Yes. If you hear, if you feel that heat, those that that crazy wind that comes yeah. through out of nowhere, and it's January, okay, that's creepy. Yeah. So the Santa Anas came through, and it was hot. It was a very hot wind, and then it got quiet, like crazy quiet, like you couldn't hear anything. And I lived in a bungalow situation where we could pick avocados and lemons nice. and limes. You know how it is out there. Yeah. Little bungalows, so uh, charming. Went back to bed. I maybe dozed off 431. My bungalow, according to the National Guard, went up five feet in the air. <gasps> uh-huh. From the blast alone. 
Oh my God. Yeah, I was literally on a thrust fall. My my whole area was just, it was awful. It was oh. so awful. I can't even, uh, it was a horrible day. And then the fires of Santa Monica, yes. which were the first time I ever saw acid rain, which was a weird thing. I was like, <laughs> this is real. No, it was eating, a, eating, it was eroding my car. I could see the acid rain oh eroding my, my car. I was like, then not maybe a month later, O.J. Simpson goes on a killing spree. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Done. Yeah. I'm done. 150 miles an, uh, a day in my car, you know, learning uh, Hebrew and learning Spanish and, you know, anything I could. to Just to drive. You drive yeah. all the time. All the time. I don't miss driving at oh, all. I, I thought I would. Don't. Though. I feel so bad for those kids that were in La La Land. I was like, oh, I hate driving in New LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember that. That does suck. <laughs> oh, yeah, just sitting there for hours. You're late to And the go yes. and all that shit. Oh, God. It was, it was too much. Too much. And with the pagers, too, back then, and the Thomas guides. Yes. <laughs> you know, constantly getting lost. So then I, I actually went on the national tour. I randomly, I've never done a musical. I'd done it when I was a kid here yeah. and there, but nothing serious because it's, as a dancer, musicals are kind of like, I don't know. You just kind of go, well, that's a musical. Yeah. This, this is, you know, this is like a different level. Anyway, I went to this open call. I really didn't take myself as a singer uh, at all. Because in the South, everybody sings. Right. <laughs> it's like, get a harmony or get out. I mean, that sounds sacrilegious for a Christian. <laughs> no. no. I'm recovered, by the way. <laughs> I'm a recovered Southern Baptist. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> I can give you the plan of salvation in five minutes or less. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's no joke the way I grew up. Yeah. Wow. Real hardcore. Yeah. Ahead of the youth group, of course, my entire youth group was gay. Oh, <laughs> but back then they were straight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In quotes, like Wham was. <laughs> this is hysterical. Remember how Wham was straight? Oh, they were totally straight. Oh. It's everything that matters. Yes. Boy George, straight. Straight. Yep. <laughs> I can't take it. So anyway, and I remember going, his shorts are awful short to be, that's, those are hitting his butt. I'm talking about George Michael. Oh, yeah. Those little shorts. Oh, those, yeah, those dove shorts. Yeah, I there. was like, that's a little, that looks like, I don't know, maybe gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I'm thinking in the top of my head. Yeah. I went to a, an audition to get out of the city. Yeah. And I got the national tour of Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, very cool. And I really didn't know anything about it. It was a true story. And I, my agent called me and said, well, you want us to have to get out of here. I just got to go. I said, well, I like Jesus and I like rock, so we'll work it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I got hired as a soul sister. Well, actually, I, no, I was a soul sister uh, a lot, but I, was, I covered 12 girls. I was hired as a swing. 12? 12 girls. That's, and I also went on because my hair was so long back then. I would go on as like Andrula, the extra disciple. <laughs> if we didn't have 12, I'd just do my back and sit down, take the bread and go my back. Like literally like a shrub. Like I was a moving shrub. Oh my God. Hilarious. Like made my night. I would be so excited when I got to be like one of the guys, one of the 12 disciples. And then the same people that cast Smokey Joe's on Broadway casted Superstar. And I had only been on the road maybe six months and we had, it was like, Back then, you had sleeper buses, you had money. Yes. It was rock and roll. It was the real deal. I mean, there was cash flowing. I love you, Carl Anderson. Um, yeah, it was 
it was quite a experience, especially that young, yeah. you know, going on the road. I'd never been on the road before. And so I was in Philly, and they asked me, I'd never been to New York, but I can drive, obviously, being in L.A. Yeah. And they said, um, I got a random phone call from the casting saying, can you come in tomorrow to audition in New York? I said, well, I got a show tomorrow night. And they said, well, we're, we've gotten you covered. If you don't make it, that's fine. We, we've, we've worked it out. I rented a car. I drove to New York from Philly, never been to New York in my life. Oh my God. Get ready. Drove to New York. I, I thought it was the dirtiest place I'd ever seen in my life. I was like, <laughs> this is dirty. <laughs> and I'm driving in, my audition's like at one o'clock in the afternoon, so I had to leave like at nine or yeah. something like that just so I'd be ready and all this. Rented a car, like I was not 25, which is extra money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like all this stuff. The audition, remember 890? Oh, I loved 890. Oh, and ABT was yes. is there yes. still, and all the great, you that know. elevator. Yes, the, the, they're oh. so charming mm -hmm. and so fabulous. Well, that was where my audition was. And across, right around that corner, you know, it's, it's uh, 14th Street, 16th. And uh, I parked my car for $4,000. <laughs> Even back, I was like, what? This yeah. is a down payment yeah. on a car or a house. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's just how much it cost park your car for an what? hour what yeah uh, so anyway I said here's my down payment for my car <laughs> that I'm parking hoity toity guy and I mean weird so I go across the street and I get in this elevator I go up I I had no idea where I was no I've never been there in the room I come in the room Jerry Zachs Liebert Stoller uh, Joy McNeely, uh, all the kids were there. Producers were there. It was a, it was a basically a final, final, in my first at the same time, and they were desperately find. They needed someone to cover Delee, first cover because they were taking the Broadway company for six months to London. Oh. So they had auditioned for nine months in the city. I auditioned that afternoon. Uh, they taught me shimmy, which was a lot of fun. I sang Some Cats Know. I sang Pearl's a Singer. What else did I sing? Uh, Falling. I sang all the stuff that I, and I knew their stuff, which was kind of weird. And so I didn't have to really worry about that because yeah. it was in my bones. Um, and Jerry's ex gets up, he goes with a cigar and gets in my face. He goes, can you be here in two weeks? <laughs> and I said, where? He goes, here in the city. I said, I don't live here. <laughs> what? I don't live here. I don't even know where I am right now. I'm, I have a down payment on, on, on a parked car. Did you say this? Oh, yeah. I'm like that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, because you know what? What we do is, is every day. We're human. Yeah. So I'm human. And so I said, I, so they gave me per diem. They, they moved me here. And the whole time I was with Smokey Joe's, which I was in and out for seven years um, as a cover, I became... Uh, they said, you'll never go on for Brenda because you're white. And I was like, well, that's a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was the first person I went all for. <laughs> and I just happened to learn her on the side. I got to play, I played all the girls, which was great as far as like a utility player behind the scenes. So I had, was in and out of that show for, and they, they let you leave for a second and come back. Back then it was the Virginia. Oh, so yes. It was the August Wilson. Yes. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And Savion was always over there because they would. He and Adrian would hang out, and 
Beverly Jenkins, who's one of the best stage managers oh, ever yeah. made in life. And I love you, Beverly. Uh, she was like, on the God mic, because they had a show too on Broadway, because he was doing Bringing the oh, Noise. Bringing the Noise, yeah. And she'd be on the God mic an hour at 8 o'clock. Of course, we didn't go up till like 8.15. But it was like this. Uh, get your ass down here, Savion. There's some people paid for your ass. Get your... <laughs> so we would come downstairs. They wouldn't go up till 8.30. Oh, my God. This happened. This is before 9-11. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. I got to uh, oh, I got to work with Cy Coleman. I got to work with... Uh, I can't believe I even got to do this. I got to... Remember Sweet Charity? They did that... What's it called? When they... Uh, the Actors Fund? Yes. Yes. Actors Fund. You read my mind. Um, so I was in that. Oh. And when Verdon put it together, and I got to be her assistant. Oh, my God. I'm still not over it. No, I wouldn't be either. I was in my mid-20s, and I everything she wrote, I wrote down. Everything she said, I wrote down. She told me where the bodies are buried. That bitch was funny. Oh, I bet. She was hilarious. <laughs> like, hilarious, hilarious. Like, one of the kids. Yeah. You know what she taught me? The biggest thing she taught me? Cook for your company. Really? Yeah. And I do that. It really brings people together. And she goes, just bring back, you know, bring... And in Smokey Joe's, we had Gospel Sundays. Every Sunday, we would bring in food for each other. And it was, it was just, you know... I still do that. And yeah. I think it's important for us to remember that we are our own family. Yes. That's why they call us gypsies. Yep. <laughs> and we have to take care of each other. And you know, a lot of people may, they, they, don't, they don't eat in the morning. They're doing a two show day. Yeah. You know, it's like, you'd be surprised. Spoon fed. Uh, the, oh, yes. Yeah, he's great. But he started that because people weren't eating. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she taught me that. Oh, that's great. Isn't that wonderful? And she does. She does the same thing. Uh, She's like, I can't. It's just you can't say enough. I got goosebumps all over. I'm so goosebumpy. So, yeah. So then I ended up, six months later, I was on The Life. Yes. I was the final audition of The Life, and I was also hired on the spot. And Cy Coleman, well, Michael Blakemore got behind. He came up. He goes, where have you been? Where have you been? And I said, I've been down over here working. Yeah. And he said, I, I, uh, Joy McNeely calls me because he was part of both shows. And he says, get your ass down here at 890 again. Uh, in between shows on Wednesday. I was, oh, that was that day. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have anything. He says, just show up. I said, okay, fine. I had nothing on me. Nothing. I just showed up because yeah. it was in between shows. I went down. There was a final audition. It was like 530. You saw Newman, you saw Eric Gassman, Michael Blakemore, Cy Coleman, you know, all the kids. Yeah. Marty Richards. Oh, yes. Bless his soul every day. I miss him every day. Mm. What a great producer. The best. Oh, they're kind. They're, they love, yeah. well, it, how do we make your life better? How do we make you a better performer? What can I do to help you? Unbelievable. Like, that bedside manner doesn't exist anymore. No, definitely not. There are some producers that still, but they also harken from a different time. And yes. They're still around, but not that many. There's like 400 producers now. Oh, uh, yeah. And it, it doesn't have, it's too commercial. Mm -hmm. And there's not that, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, that, that cohesiveness. Let's take care of each other. Anyway, so they said, can you... Cy goes, do you know something razzmatazz? <laughs> Which is my favorite word now. I say it a lot. Oh, razzmatazz. Because that's really what we do is razzmatazz. Yeah. It's an old word. And I said, you mean like city lights? And I was kidding. 
I was totally kidding when I said that from, you know, the yeah, acting. Yeah. He goes, that's perfect. That asshole gets up from the table, goes over to the piano, puts his leg out, goes, does a um, arpeggio. What key? I said, you're asking me what key? <laughs> you pick the key. Your name's Cy Coleman. Yes. He goes, oh, I said modulate if you feel it. <laughs> and we did. And I got on, by the end of the audition, I was on, I was like doing... Oh, Al Jolson. Yes. I was totally on my knee doing the Al Jolson. Ah! <laughs> I love it. Like the crazy, yeah. crazy. They hired me on the spot. They said, can you start rehearsal in two days? <laughs> uh, or like Monday or yeah. something. Uh, and I told Smokey Joe's, they're like, well, when you're done, come on back. That's great. And we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we had no, it was such a great experience. Yeah. Those girls are still, I, Lilius, I'm so proud of her. I mean, the get down, have you seen her in that? No, she's on that. Jesus Christ. You have to see her in that. Your life will change. She's so expletive good. And let me tell you, those girls, all of them. Yeah. Jane Wilkins, uh, Judine, all of them. They're just great. Uh, great well, actually, really, I actually really, I love the life. It, but it's also, it's a show about prostitution. Well, a, a dear friend of mine named Frank Conway, he helps run a Broadway. Oh, yes, I know Frank. Yeah, he's, a, he's like my brother. He rang the... He was in our wedding. He he actually says this feels like I'm a hunchback because he was like quasi. <laughs> but he says this is my impression of the life. Oh, first act. Oh, damn it, we're hookers. We're hookers. Oh, okay, all right. Intermission. Act two. Ah, damn it, we're still hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're still hookers. Damn it, we're still hookers. Uh, but yeah, we actually, they took us, this is funny, they took us to a strip club. Really? So we would see how these girls really were. Yeah. And it was based on this one strip club that does not exist anymore. It was on 23rd and 6th. It was there for years. And these were the type of strippers that when they saw a weight on, like to, to work out with, yeah. they'd step over it. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't that taut, if yes. you will. <laughs> They've been doing it a while. Yes. And they were just so not into it. They were it was so depressing. Yeah. And they would literally get up there every 15 minutes, they would change. Uh, and their back their back the bathroom was their uh, it was an unbelievable. Yeah. And it really it did a, it did something to me. But the best part was a lot of times, because back then hookers were still on Eighth Avenue. Yeah. And Forty Second Street was not to be walked on back then. No. You would die. Not mention you would get some sort of rat poisoning or something. Ugh. I still can't believe that. When I do, you ever think about that? Oh yeah. <coughs> Just the needles and. Can you believe it? No. It's like it's, diff <clears throat> it's so bizarre. And condoms and. Oh, and oh. when you walk down it now, you're like, if they only knew what was here. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times. People would think like hookers on the street thought I was a hooker, <laughs> and they'd come up and talk to me, because I I was I talked to him, you know. And one time we had an actual pimp and an actual hooker in the audience, and he had on a zoot suit. It was purple, and he had a feather in his hat, and he had he had a, a bottom bitch as like his girlfriend. Yeah. And that's the part I played. I played Chuck Cooper's bottom bitch. I covered Mary, and I went on like over seventy times. So I went on a lot for that, which was great. And Cy was the one that really encouraged me to, because I never even said words out loud on stage. Right. It was so scary. And Cy took me aside. It was in between shows. It was a Saturday. And he goes, you're ready. 
uh, we were still in previews, but they hadn't officially said you're the cover or something mm. like that. Because I, I, and so he sang it with me backstage. They had a piano in the very back of the um, um, curtain on stage. Because mm-hmm. he, he would impromptu come to the show at the end and just start playing. Really? Mm-hmm. With Liza Minnelli. She'd show up. She was there every night. Oh, smoking. Wow. Honestly, I love you, Liza. But she's like, oh, I got smoke. <laughs> She wear makeup, and anyway, so back then everyone smoked too. We actually smoked Reds on stage. Really? This is before all the laws changed. Yeah. I ended up smoke. I, I smoked um, lights, but a lot of people were smoking Reds on stage, legit, like legit smoking. And I actually smoked during the life, like behind the scenes. Yeah. And then I stopped after the show. I just smoked that one like year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we smoked on stage. Like real honest to God cigarettes. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> it felt real. Yeah. We earlier you talked about having to strap your chest down. And yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. So, what has your experience been with body image, and then well, also know, now playing a hooker? I mean, I don't. You know, I'm. I think because I'm a dancer. Dancers, your body is the facility. Right. We don't type for a living. You know, we don't put in data. We don't. Uh, we're not a ear, nose, and throat doctor. Right. Our bodies are, that's our instrument. That is our facility. And so I always just give myself to the project. Right. I don't think of it like, oh, don't look at me. Look at me. That's why we're here. (laughs) You know, yeah. Like, for instance, when I did Linda in The Wedding Singer, I didn't hardly wear anything during rehearsal, so they would get used to it. Well, oh, that makes so sense. the kids would get used to it. Yeah. Because she she didn't wear any clothes. I mean, she had like, <laughs> at the best time. But yeah, you know, I always, I, like I said, being a dancer, you, you just get used to celebrating your body. Right. And how wonderful it is and how magical it is. So I never had those hang-ups, ever. Not even a little bit. I, yeah. I just enjoy the process. You know, how can I, how can I my facility help facilitate what you need. Right, which I think is great because I think a lot of, I know a lot of women are ashamed of their body or if they develop early in, in their in their life, they are always Yeah, I had a mother and, that was just so, she is, my parents, they'll be married 50 years in November, this oh past gosh. November. They're still in love. They're the most amazing. They're like, they're so hot, first of all. You, like cryogenics or something's going on behind the scenes. I don't know, they're just gorgeous. I'm so grateful, knock on wood. My mom's stunning. And she's, I always say she's a combo package of Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Dolly Parton in a soup. Wow. <laughs> she's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a hairdresser. I remember when Still Magnolias happened, the movie, I was like, was someone filming our house? Really? Because we lived in Magnolia Forest. Yeah. And my mom had a, a salon in our house. And people showed up. And sometimes the Easter decorations stayed on for an extra month. You know, <laughs> Christmas might have been six weeks longer than it should. Right. And her thing was, if y'all don't like it, don't look at it. I haven't had any time. It's still Easter here. <laughs> <laughs> now come over here and let me do your perm. Um, so she was the original Truby. Ah. Uh. She truly, truly was. She also very young. She created two famous haircuts. The first was first female crew cut was worn um, in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. My mother created that. Really? My dad went overseas, and then she moved to New York by herself at 18 and started working with a no-name called Vidal Sassoon. 
and she moonlighted at the uh, Fifth Avenue Playboy Club as a, as a Playboy uh, waitress. And she was there when Gloria Steinem was writing her book. At oh the same God. time, at the same time, she was there. And she also, she created that Rosemary, the real short pixie yeah. cut. And it, what she did was she took a girl's hair. You have to write, you know, a writer. It's still the same thing, you know. They can do whatever they want to with your hair. Mm -hmm. And it's called platform work. And what it is is a competition. It's a hair competition for cutter, for uh, shears, you know. Yeah, so, and Vidal Sassoon back then, uh, he was the first person to ever market uh, product with his own name, which people were offended by. They were? Mm -hmm. How dare he do that? Oh, yeah, very offended by it, very offended. Like, he, who is he? Um, and he was straight, very straight. His assistants were hot and not straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually grew up with a lot of gay men very yeah. young who had the handlebar mustaches back oh, then. Yes. <laughs> that's how they, you know, talked to me. That's how they were able to talk to each other. Oh, you're... So anyway, uh, she did that. And then the second one was a mistake. And the girl turned her head really quick and she cut a chunk out of her hair. And then my mom said, I just started cutting. I just started cutting, 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 cutting. And that was the Brady flip. Oh. That was a mistake. Yeah. That, and then it was worn in Clute by Jane Fonda. Yes. It was a very popular haircut. So those are my mom's two big, uh, wow. huge, huge haircuts yeah, huge that change women. Yeah. yeah. So she taught me very young, know who you are. Yeah. And have a life. This, yeah. this is it. it yeah. You know, the, she goes, you can't, you can't do this in my living room your whole life. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad being, you know, military and very strong, like, like I said, like, yeah. a, and a farmer, I had, I had to make straight A's. I had, I could have gone anywhere I wanted to, but they weren't going to pay for my college. No way. You do it. Yeah. For both, my dad told me that from the time I was little, he goes, we're not paying for your college. You're going to pay for it yourself by your scholarships and your actions. And I heard that from the time I was a baby. So we had to make straight A's, it wasn't an option. Yeah. And I love that. I really love that part of my, my family, you know, keeping me that focused. Yeah, so, but I didn't, I, I ended up just wanting to jump in the water and start going, so. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, so then New York ended up being a fluke. This is such, yeah. a, it's such a fluke for me to be here. I, I never planned on being here. I've been here 20 years this year. Oh, wow. Can well, you you're obviously me? really funny. And so, <laughs> I mean, I'm like having a blast. You also were in Forbidden Broadway. Well, they, yeah, I was in a show called Bubbly Black Girl before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, with um, Kirsten Childs wrote it, um, and uh, Lachance played the lead. And it was a, it won all these wonderful awards that year for groundbreaking. It was just a, you should check it out. Yeah. Black Girl, and it's a recording of it. It's just, it's amazing. It's some of the best music I've ever done in my life. But I was the only white girl in the show. <laughs> I played every wrong white girl you've ever met, which was so much fun. <laughs> I even had a red Afro at one point, just because I wanted to fit in in yeah. that decade. And yeah. they're like, oh girl, no. <gasps> damn, she needs to take that shit off. You know what I mean? Like, they would make fun of me, and I'd, yeah. I'd be like, what? Or, like, if you go to an audition, I was the girl that was like, okay, you could not stand next to me. Like, I was that girl. Yeah. And, but throughout her life, I was the, the the white girl that got in the way. Yeah. So what happened was they were looking for someone to uh, impersonate Heather Headley because she had just won the Tony for Aida, and they wanted to hire African-American. My name's Felicia. I'm in Smoky Joe's. I'm from New Orleans. I've done the life. I just did Bubbly Black Girl. They thought I was black. They thought I was African-American. Yeah. It looks the same. 
And so literally before it was very famous, they looked at me like, Bath Alicia, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? I was so embarrassed. I said, you called me in. And they said, oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll still let you audition. Not knowing that I was the only white girl that auditioned, had no idea. They said, well, why do you do impressions? I said, of my family, but who doesn't? I said, no, 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 I do one great impression. And I, I've done it for her, so she, she's, she likes it. Of Dilly Lively. Yeah. Because that was her cover. If you come to me sick, then you know I'm gonna make that. You know, it's like. <laughs> 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 and it just keeps going, you know? And then they started throwing people at me, and I just. Kept doing it because I actually knew these people yeah. that they were. So I would do like a, and next thing I knew, I got hired to do the show, and it was a dream come true. It was a to- that was a fluke though. I wasn't supposed to be in that um, audition. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I sang "Cheesy as Life," and I sang "I've No Business in Show Business, but when business is slow, stop, Magnum. Wait a minute, can I take it from the top? I mean, <laughs> because Cheryl Ladd was playing yes. "Annie Get Your Gun," yes. and I had a hair dryer and Aquanet <laughs> in my well, holster. I, I remember those pictures. <laughs> oh wow! Christine Petty. It was so much fun. Another fluke. Schumacher came to see it with uh, Headley to see the spoof. After the show is over, he says, do you want to do this show with different character down the road? I mean, up the road? No, he's, no, it's down, down, he's down the road. And I went, what? This was after for the show for Ben Broadway. Yeah. And I said, okay, next thing I knew, like two days later, I was auditioning for Amneris and I got it. And then I, it was crazy, it was really crazy. But I also was cast in the Chicago movie. Oh. And I wanted, because Marty Richards yeah. was doing that and he had promised that I would do it. So I'd gotten, this was during 9-11 too. Mm-hmm. What a time. Yeah. Um, where were you? Well, I was uh, doing Thou Shalt Not on Broadway here. You did that Thou Shalt Not? I did. Talk about Southern. Oh, yeah. In Norbert. Yeah, yes. Oh, oh yeah. I love me some. We did uh, Catch Me Together. Oh. I'm such a fan. I love you, Norbert. Yeah. I'm such a fan of his. What, me too. What a great guy. Yeah, and uh, that's funny. Harry Connick, that, yep. that's a whole yep. world. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, yeah, so you know what was going on. Yeah. And you were doing the eight shows. You were you were hoofing it. Yep. And so you know the drill. And it was crazy. We had bomb dogs backstage. Yeah. You know, we, we had to, my favorite, again, is morbid, but my favorite thing, if we were supposed to uh, evacuate because of a bomb scare or something, we had to go to the pig and whistle. What? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we had to evacuate. To the pig and whistle. <laughs> Please hear that. Sure, well drinks for all. all right. yeah. <laughs> Bomb scare, yeah. well drinks. Yeah. Well, I think with Amneris, you you definitely solidified that you're a principal player. Now. Well, what happened was I was actually a cover. I was there. Oh, okay. to, I, I originally was there to cover uh, Taylor Dane. Oh. I did half of her shows a week. Yeah. And that, that's just how it ended up. And then by the end of that summer, they had offered me the role for January. Disney wouldn't let me out for two weeks in January to go to Canada to, to do a Chicago movie. So that was a big heartbreak. Oh. Still is. Yeah. It was, I was hard. Because I, and Susie Meisner, who I just think is one of the most amazing dancers to ever walk the planet. She, you know, in that movie, she's yes. phenomenal. Phenomenal. Ugh. I love, love you, Susie. Yeah, so I did that. And I ended up being, I think, the longest running. I was there three years. 
So it was really lovely. It was a wonderful experience. And yeah. I, I was in Judy Garland's dressing room. Oh, And wow. she's still there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I have stories. <laughs> like when showers come on just out of the blue and you're in your room, you're like, what is happening? Oh, my God. That is so crazy. Or like your lipstick goes missing and you see it downstairs in a garbage can. Yeah. And nobody's been in your room. Like the the stories I can tell you that are my, and my all of my, because I had like a little ro- roaming, you know how it is. Yeah, roaming. yeah. I had like $17,000 gowns, $25,000 gowns. Hand done by uh, Barbara. Um, Matera? Matera. I yeah. was her last fitting. <gasps> oh, no. I was. You killed her. I felt like that. <laughs> no, it was in the afternoon, and she and I had the best time. And we we were cutting up my Amneris look. I said, I need two slits up to my cooter. Like, I need to have two legs. Think Gilda. And they were like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Yes, and Barbara went nuts. She goes, she goes, tear that shit up. And she, she and I had the best time together. And she just took it up, you know. And I was like, now see, that's that's worth money right there. Yeah. You're in the third balcony. You want to see some gams? Yeah. What's wrong with that? So I was like the the dancer in there. Yeah. You know, she was doing my purple gown for the banquet, and she goes, I'm gonna, she goes, I'm gonna put a special bell bead on yours. Nobody else has it. <gasps> yeah. And so I loved, I just loved, she was fine. She was hilarious. That day she was fine. There was nothing wrong with her at all, at all. I had a rehearsal that afternoon, maybe like at five or something, like a quick pickup or something. I get to the theater and the news had happened. She died like two hours later. I'm I'm still not over it. That's crazy. I literally, my knees buckled. I was shaking. I, I, oh. And you know, a lot of kids are like, you killed her. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't do it. Oh. I can't believe you remember her though. Oh yeah, no, I love. Wasn't I she mean, the best? Oh, such the best! And just you, when you walked into the you studio, felt like you, home. yeah, you were just like, oh my god, I'm getting fit for a Broadway show. Exactly. Yeah. And then after you got it on, you went to the kids uh, that were doing the sewing. Oh yeah. Oh wow! I was. She was. She was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful yeah. soul. So yeah. So then um, from there, it's just uh, I just did Fancy, this musical based on uh, the actual song Fancy. Oh yes, with yeah. uh, Dennis Jones. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Dennis. He can do no wrong. Yeah, so that that was fun. My husband is a director, Paul Stancato. He's got so much going on. Uh, I'm so proud of him. But we just did a Liberace musical at the National Arts Club last week, which was really cool. I've never, have you ever been there? No. At Gramercy? No. Do it. 15 Gramercy, honey. Go. It's like, I would stand there. I feel like, on, you know, Annabelle, and I'm like, y'all come into my home. Now, this is my parlor area. Yes. <laughs> beautiful wow what is your secret with career longevity because i mean you you have a staying power you've been here for 20 years and you're <sighs> working I know, I constantly I mean, what keeps you going when you're not working coupons and... coupons i love coupons i'm i everybody knows that about me if you know me you know i love coupons it makes me so happy i don't want to pay for the packaging i i think it's because my mom's a hairdresser mm. and you always have to push product yeah. when you're a hairdresser and I realized very young that they're paying for the bottle. They're not paying for the product. They're paying for the packaging. I figured that out really young. Yeah. So I always want to save between 30 to 50% on anything I buy. 
I will not buy it unless I get it like half. Everybody knows this about me. If you're, they're probably like, oh God, here she goes about coupons. <laughs> I'm crazy about them. Yeah. My mom taught me about, but they don't do double coupons up here, which I don't like. Northerners need to get the stick out of their ass. <laughs> they need to have double coupon Tuesdays. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm told that you have a, a funny Beauty and the Beast story. Oh, I told you that. I don't know. Just a, a, a it's little It's really story. funny. Right after I was, well, I was still in Aida, and I was getting ready to leave. And they called me in for Belle. And Andrea McArdle is one of my dearest friends. So she had she was doing Belle at the time. And they were, they were going to have like a, I think like a two-month situation and then bring in another person. So it was Bender. It was Bender casting. And I went in, I was so excited, because I'm a real nerd behind the scenes. I'm like a science freak. Really? Oh, I'm a total nerd, a total nerd. Like all day long I read, that's all, I read, 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 about the cosmos and, you know, dark matter. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like. I believe you, like, wow. Neuroscience, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy about science. I love it, love it, love it. And we're in such a wonderful time that we can learn so much. And there's, I always say the ooga booga's gone. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's like you can't lie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the veil's been taken off. So Beauty and the Beast, I went in. I thought I did a really nice audition. It felt really good from what I had practiced. I was so excited. I was so excited because it was the most like me in my head. Yeah. But I have a body. I have a rack. <laughs> <laughs> I got tits. The audition happened, and then I was told that if they were going to do the show today in a different way, they would hire me. But because, basically, they didn't want to bend over Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told. A bend over Bell. They're like, people would want to bend over Bell. And I was like, did that just happen? Did that just happen? Did I hear bend over Bell? Oh my God. And I remember, I remember Jay's, <laughs> Jay's face went, oh. And back then they used to call you at home. Oh remember yeah. Remember that? Uh, oh. And tell you about before the audition. And yeah. like Bernie would call you at home. Be like, hey, this thing's coming up. Very personal, yeah. you know. You didn't really need agents. You just, you know, casting people. So Jake called me that night and apologized. I said, are you crazy? That's a great story. <laughs> it, is, it is a great story. It is a great so I didn't story. get it. Yeah. I, I, they didn't want the hooker version. <laughs> uh, you said a lot of your dream roles you get to do regionally. You're about to go do... Oh, yeah. Well, this is... I'm getting ready to uh, go to the Muni this summer. I uh, work with the best, Dan Connectus. Dan Connectus. Dan Connectus. We're both baton twirlers. Very important information. I'm going to do All Shook Up. Oh, that's going to be great. Have you worked at the Muni before? Never. And they have knocked on my door a couple of times. It just didn't work out. I'm a, I've been there. I'm a huge fan. So this will be a bucket list. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. And that. what are you playing in All Shook Up? Miss Sandra. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to get to twirl the baton? I am. Oh. How did you ask? Oh, it's so funny you asked that. Dan was, we're, we've already decided. Where I'm, going. I'm definitely going to twirl on stage. I've twirled on stage in Hairspray as the mom. Oh, yes. I had two batons in that one. It was, uh, what's that called, Baltimore Crabs? Yes, Baltimore Crabs. And I, I twirled. I oh. threw it, twirled. The kids loved it. The kids loved it. Because oh. I never dropped, knock on wood. Oh, that's cool. I have dropped, but yeah. not on stage. <laughs> not on stage. You also, off-Broadway, people love the wild party that you Oh, the, the good one? Yes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> was that my outside voice? Yeah, that was a special time. The only weird thing that happened to me, I was kicked in the face and knocked out cold <gasps> on stage. Mm -hmm. During the wild party? During the first dress run. And Jen Cody saved my life, and so did Ron Todorowsky. 
Ron Todorowski is a dancer, and he was my partner. Coming out of a major lift, it's called a 360 around the world, where you go over their heads like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go around, the, you know, upside down like that. And I was center, center with him. Costumes make a huge difference if you haven't been working in them. Yeah. And this little girl who I have never, ever, ever, we, we, she felt so bad, but it's not even a problem. Was very lucky again, knock on wood. There's proof that that works, by the way. Science proved it. Look it up. The knocking on wood works? It actually works, yeah. Because you're hitting matter, and there's matter in here. Uh-huh. So it uh, permeates where you are. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. So, yeah, look it up. It's a really fun little fact. But anyway, so um, that's not in vain. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to always do it. Yeah, I, I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing this wonderful lift, and I was coming out of the lift, and she bought Maud into my eye socket <sighs> with her heel. Oh my gosh. And I was knocked out cold. Fight coordinator, he had a big shiner. And I remember Jen Cody standing over me with that crazy wig, and I couldn't see out of my eye. Oh no. And they, smelling salts work, by the way. They do. They Whoa. Oh my God. I couldn't believe I came to. It was like, and when you've gotten knocked out, that whole doo doo, doo doo, you know, all that cartoon stuff that yeah. happens, or like when they're going slow motion and they think they're going, that's real. Because your nerves are still trying to do the information still. Yeah. So everything becomes like slow motion and you don't know why you're in another place. You're out. I was knocked out cold. And it was right here. And that the orbital bone in this area. Yeah. I found out that night is the strongest bone in the body because our organs, meaning our eyes, yeah. that bone keeps our organs safe. And so this is actually the strongest bone in our entire body right here. Right in this area. But she bought Maude with the heel. She put it right, she bought Mommy right here. Oh my God. And my entire face, I looked like I'd gotten the shit beat out of me. And I, I every day I'd hear, girl, you should leave him. <gasps> oh, I could not tell people that I had been, they, they didn't believe me. If you're a female, you've been beat up by a man. Right. I'd have cops come over to me and go, should we take you home? Is there something you should tell us? Or my favorite was, <laughs> I got french fries one time after the show. <laughs> and it was cold. It was February. I had my bush gone. I t and I forgot that it had this huge shiner. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. It was not for the meek. I mean, people would like, I wish I had a GoPro back then. Because then people like would freak out. when They'd like freak out when they saw me. And so this lady, I said, I'd like some large fries. I just wanted them. I took my thing. She goes, oh, Lord, honey. She goes, you, these are, these are, you, just, you just take them. It's going to get better. It's gonna get better. Now you just take those. Don't worry. Don't you don't you pay anything. Uh -uh. Oh my. And then I got mad when it was going away because I didn't get any free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you continue doing the show? Were you in pain? Well, yeah, I did the show. I went back in the show that night. The next day, I was I just did it. And yeah. Jen Cody, I slept with her that night. She woke me up every three hours. Thank you very much. Ron held my head as I was going down. Uh, Rick Sordelay, that's who I was. Uh. Rick Sordelay took his thumb and pop the blood. And he says if, I, if he didn't pop my blood in my eye, I would have had a brain contusion. <gasps> and it was crazy feeling when he did that because I just felt like this cold going all the way down my face. Oh my God. Gabe Barry was <clears throat> the uh, great director. He was directing that. And when it started to fade, and I also had makeup designers every day come take pictures of my eye. Oh. Like major makeup designers, like people that do top movie all that they would sh they would show up at every and I, i'm in a lot of makeup books because it was real yeah 
and they they what they like fly on shit, boy. They were like right there taking pictures of because it changes colors every day. Oh, it changed colors. Crazy. It was two months. I yeah. had it for two months, but as it started to fade, Gabe came backstage. He goes, "Can you put it back on? It just has such a great look." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So your character was the big wipe. The floor, yes. Oh. Too funny, oh. right? But yeah, we had a wonderful time. It was a very special, special. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. Y2K was during that time. Oh, everyone thought the world was Do ending. you remember? Oh, I had money in books. Like, I swear it was going to be that well, world. Well, we had, the 31st was our last rehearsal. And we left at 3 o'clock. But back then, we didn't have all the cell phone situation. So they said, we will have rehearsal post the apocalypse (laughs) and you will be at this place at three o'clock on the second or whatever day we're supposed to come in in case the world stopped yeah so we had to have a meeting place yeah cray cray crazy i mean it was like you had to sit next to your phone and wait for people to call you yeah oh it was terrible (laughs) i mean i I hated it But now, I don't know if it's worse now, now checking it every five minutes. I'll never forget, I went on the road. I came back. I was on the road for a year with Happy Days. I came back, maybe like a year I was gone. I came back, and everybody's just head was down. It was the strangest thing. Yeah. It went from high, high, high to my head's down. All I want to do is see the top of your head. Oh, I got run over by a car. Yeah, Yeah. it's so true. (laughs) Or bicyclists. Yes. Uh, And they've gone up a lot exponentially with the... um, you know, a lot of bike accidents oh. now because of texting. Texting. And walking. Yeah. Which, I, you don't text and walk. It's like, don't text and drive. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do that sometimes. I have to get over it. Uh, I think it's interesting where we end up performing. I know uh, I did a show in a temple here, and you did a show in a church here. Disaster. <laughs> was it in a, it's a church well, basement. Well, I did it at the triad. You did it at the triad? I did it at the triad, yeah. I, I've done... Well, the, the West Side Theater, that was a church. Yeah, that's a church. You know, yeah. that, that, and I love it. I love the reverence. I yep. think the irony of being on stage, to me, that's my church, you know? Yeah, oh, I so agree. So it's interesting that it's encased in a holy situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And, it just, and I love the architecture. That's yeah. one thing I've, over the years, just fallen in love with New York's architecture. Oh. Just, I... Yeah, once I got past the dirt, I was going to... Once I got past the dessert. Uh, well, your career's been... It's so amazing, and I, I mean, I love... What's the, the French word you use to go with it? The, oh, laissez-faire. The laissez-faire. That yeah. Because you, you, that's definitely kept your longevity. Yeah, well, we also have a um, saying, laissez-les-bon-temps-rouler-les-yons, mm. which is let the good times roll. Yeah. Just go on with yeah. it, you know? Was it ever hard for you to be taken seriously, uh, or even emotionally, knowing that you have a dance background, to be like, now I'm a principal? Was that a weird transition for you to do? Well, Cy Coleman, like I said earlier, he was the one that really encouraged me to step forward. Okay. And then when I saw my paycheck, I got over it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes complete sense. I was like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I, I, I've actually, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I'll, do, I'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> Of your great career, are there things that, I mean, that we've covered so much. Is there a highlight or is there something that's been so special to you? I, honestly, meeting my husband was, I, I can't believe I, I even found him. I can't believe we found each other in yeah. this world of craziness. And, and well, you know, tell, how'd you find him? He was assisting Rob Ashford in The Wedding Singer. And um, I just knew the second I saw him, I knew right away. I knew instantly. Really? And, yeah. Like, you know, when someone's hot, they're gay. <laughs> just when someone's hot, they're gay. I mean, until proven otherwise. <laughs> right. That, that's 
off the And I mean proven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he proved that he was straight. Well, yeah. Uh, although he says, God, if I was gay, I'd have more work and we'd have more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's true when you're under 30, though. That's so funny. <laughs> well, after 30, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's brilliant. I have to tell him yeah. that. We've just had such a... We're married 10 years this year, May 5th, and he chose Cinco de Mayo because he said he could remember it. All right. We have the funniest anniversary because everyone's celebrating. Yeah. I love so Cinco de Mayo. So strange. Yes. We got married up in the hills of North Carolina, and it's, it's just been wonderful. And he helped me choreograph Let Me Come Home. He's a choreographer. Oh, he, okay. He's a director choreographer, which is really rare. Yeah. You know, really rare to see both because you don't have to go to, through a lot of portals. It's all one person. Yeah. Like Dan Connectus does that. Dennis Jones does that. Yes, which I think is better because that's how Michael Bennett was. That's how Bob Fosse was. Absolutely. And he's, my husband's from Chicago, so Fosse was a huge, huge influence on oh, my husband. Oh, okay. Huge. He's from Chicago. And he was, one of the, he was hired as one of the first blue men out of Chicago. And then he became like their floater guy. Yeah. Because it got bigger. Yeah. And he had to go through a three-month audition. For Blue Men. But that was back in the day yeah. when they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You know, and it was so specific. They had to go through, they were like in a cabin and all kinds of crazy shit, you know. It, it was like it was like Survivor before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really just want to watch him flourish. Yeah. Because he's doing so great and I'm so proud of him. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, I think the best is yet to come with me, and you can sing it if you want to. I really believe that. I think I'm, this is like, I want to play Mama Rose, you know, those kind of roles. I'm, I'm there now, you know? Yeah. You don't look like you, you could be the mom of, you look stunning. You're not, you're not mom of an adult woman yet. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta do it sometime. You That's know true. I mean? That's and, true. The thing is, I always say get past that. So this is uh, people that uh, like cast me or whatever, like, oh, you're not, you're just, just let me try. Yeah. Just let me try. And then they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And all of a sudden they believe it. Yeah. You know? Well, um, I know what year you're born and you don't look it. <laughs> so, so just, I just, that's, it's well, very that just impressive. made me very happy. Thank you. And I, I have had nothing done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Which is, but my, it. but my husband's like, and such an ass. He's like, do you mind, maybe we can start like, now I'm like really walking to this hand, just walk right here. <laughs> for him, he wants no, to... for me, for you, it's oh. <laughs> Italian, he's a paisan. <gasps> he wants to see me in red heels, my barely covering my cooter, and just, just heck. I mean, the more the better. Uh, Long nails, yeah, they're hilarious. Italians love. The, the, well, he wants you a wedding singer for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. If I, <laughs> if he could dress me, I would have, like, floss on. <laughs> oh, and, and fishnets. Look, <laughs> like, you, like you do. Yeah. It's just one of those things with this industry. Sometimes you got to kind of just a little nudge to say, I think I'm ready. Yeah. And I'm, I, you know, what do you think? And well, if something comes up, I'll keep you in mind. You know yeah. what I mean? I never stress about auditions when they don't happen or do happen it's a business yes nothing's personal and that's the hardest part of this industry because we literally unzip our chest take our organs out throw them on the ground and then we go which one do you like and then they go oh sorry no place for you okay we pick up my liver <laughs> my pancreas <laughs> yeah. back in no, it's true. and you're just like yeah. you're like bleeding out as yeah. you walk out <laughs>
sometimes they step on them and yes, they're like, here, put this back inside. Yeah, here's your pancreas. Yeah. You know, and it's just awful. We really give our heart and soul we to do. what we do. We leave our heart there. You know, we do it from the... Really, for no money. Yeah. When it when you look at tech stocks. <laughs> no, it's very true. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just one of those things that it's a calling. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a calling. a calling. Yep. It's not for the meek. Mm-mm. And I tell that to kids all the time. You cannot take this personally. They are. They don't. Your mother told you were cute. You're not that cute. That's <laughs> that's a lie. She lied to you. Yeah. That's your mama. Yeah. But when you get out in the real world, you ain't that cute. And you ain't that you ain't that special. I treat everyone the same backstage, from the ushers to the crew. Everyone is equal. Yes. There is no one, no one, there's no hierarchy. I always say if you're doing a real show, you're playing baseball. Yes. You get me? Yep, absolutely. Because you gotta wait. Yep. And then you gotta throw it from the outfield. And yep. that's your line. And everyone's a team. And everyone's a team. And we always I always have that backstage. Team, team, you know. And you have to have a happy backstage to have a happy on stage. I agree. And so, you know, it's really hard for me when I see these kids coming up and they don't know how to, they don't even t- tip their dressers. Oh. And it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Tip your dressers. Yeah. Be lovely to your dressers and love your crew. Yep. Cook for your crew. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm going to have to have try some of your jambalaya. Love your local one. Yes. <laughs> this is I've been a really fun podcast. Well, I, can I keep love talking. that you're BB and I'm FF. I That's know. Awesome. I like it. Yes. <laughs> That's a really great name. Yeah, thank you. It served you well, huh? Yes, it, it, it definitely has. It has it, a has a, th- has a ring a, to a it. A ring to it. I like it. Your mom knew. Yeah, she definitely did. <laughs> you had a high kick coming she, yeah, out. Yeah, she's still she's still pushing me. You know, she's yeah. like I still Mama Rose. You like you're like and bought mom. And I'm mama, here. I'm like tap dancing out the room. <laughs> Well, if you could end this uh, podcast with any song from your life or from your career that represents you right now, what would it be? Well, you know, I, I, I appreciate, first of all, that you gave me an idea of what you were going to ask me and all this. I'm just, you've just it's been so wonderful communicating with you. I just oh, want to tell you. you that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. No, thank you. You came highly recommended. <laughs> well, back at you. <laughs> <laughs> But that said, Linda's always fun. Anything that Linda, you know, Linda's note, Let Me Come Home, those are really for, for people in theater. Yeah. But I actually have an album that my husband wrote, his band wrote it, and then I sang all their music. Yes. And there's this wonderful song, and it's the name of the album. It's Great Mood for a Tuesday. And today's Tuesday. Yes, it is. <laughs> such a wonderful it's just it's such a wonderful play on words yeah great mood for a Tuesday yes Tuesday's one of those weird days of the week it's like it's not Monday it's on hump day yeah <laughs> you know it's not Thursday date night right it's Tuesday yes that's really my favorite song that really shows the most of me I think well then the I'm, most authentic part of me well then I'm gonna download it and that's gonna be your your song oh well I'm so grateful yeah, to so, know you yeah well it's a great day when we see each day. other on the street you give me love oh absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. You know how I always say we're like in high school every year. It's like, oh, how are you doing? Ninth Avenue is like yes. the college dorm. <laughs> and which our, our paths, I can't believe, never crossed. We were, right, I mean, we're, right there. We've been, we're the same age. We've been right, exactly. Same, our shows at the same time. It's so crazy. Yes. But you know what's funny is you know you know now the tourists are on Ninth Avenue. Yes. Which makes me madder than hell. Mm-hmm. But my God, when gay rights happened that day, it was, was Saturday when that happened? Yes. And it stunned everybody. It stunned. It was such a magical. It was a great it was, day. It yeah. still is a yeah. magical day. Like, I got goosebumps. So I think it's a magical day. Ninth Avenue, there was no screaming. I swear to you. People were skipping down Ninth Avenue. 
boys were skipping. Oh, yeah. Literally holding hands and skipping down Ninth Avenue. I have never laughed harder. I said, no one was screaming like, you know, like a football game. Yeah. They're like, oh. They're like, <laughs> I know. It's, it's amazing. It's such a cute. That's why I call it healthy. Oh, oh, it is healthy. Well, you've seen that area go from being, being Hell's Kitchen to uh, what it is now. Talk about hookers. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, talk about needles. Yes. I mean, it was just like, you can't get, if, the, if they look at you, you got something. Oh, I know. It was crazy. I mean, I, I kind of missed that. And you know what's crazy? Miss. I don't know. We've... You know, and you and I have seen AIDS. Yes. We saw all that. We are. We lost many friends. Yes, we did. Teachers, a lot teachers. of teachers. I had a cousin die. Mm. He was 33. Oh my gosh. And when it touches your home, but he died in 94. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot, you and I. We definitely we really, have. And to see it come around and like, oh, my husband's choreographing for Broadway Bears this year. Oh, he is? Isn't that exciting? That's so great. He's doing a foy number because he's De La Guarda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be doing the big aerial number yeah. this year. So we're very excited. But to see it grow. Yeah. To see the money. Oh, my God. I mean, there was a time when we thought we, we couldn't even sit down. No. Everything had to be plastic. Yeah. Because you didn't know if it was airborne. Yeah. The boys are living so much longer. They're, they're, they're living into their 60s. Yes. I never thought I'd see that. Oh, no, I did not. Especially when you, now I'm watching some of the documentaries. No, I never thought that. Never thought that. And either. then think about the early 80s when they laughed at it. Oh, yeah. And they didn't act like it was real. Yeah, I just assumed I was going to, when I was a kid, I oh. was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. Oh. That's just what's That's just gonna what's going to happen. Yeah, it was just, I accepted that. Reagan, honey. Yeah. That whole world, just, just the, yeah. you can't, you can't get past, you know. Yeah. I didn't even know how you got it. I just knew if I decide that I'm gay, I'm yeah. going to die. You're going to die. Yeah, that was it. It was a death sentence. Death, yeah. But think of that coming out of the 70s, which you and I got. <laughs> uh, we got some shag carpet. Oh, we yes. were the gold. We had the gold duster with the shag carpet forest green oh, in think, the car. No, I think mine was a, like a, more of a lime green. Oh, oh, thank you, lime. Thank you, lime. Thank you, lime. Well, quick question. Yeah. What is a secret to a successful showbiz marriage because you're both in showbiz we are this is the truth i always say if he was spike the garbage man i would have married him mm. it has nothing to do with the business that's a very separate part when we when we because we met working yes when we work together which we do a lot we don't we put a lot of people don't even know we're married because we just go straight into that well i'm you know that militant dancer yes mode which you know yes and he is also has that in his background and he's a drummer like just the most like Dave Grohl good we really enjoy each other we make each other laugh every day literally every day like to the point where I I'm on my back like crying oh and that's that's exactly what I want and I think that that's really and we cook together which I think is a lost art yeah oh I definitely do yeah, I, I like all this blue apron and all that stuff. I'm like, I, I can go to Styles over here, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that stuff like that are, is bringing people that you have to go out of your way to spend time with each other. And that's it. I think that, you know, the, the fundamental action of actually being together and tangibly doing something together, it, it brings back a 70s vibe. Yes, you know what I mean? Does. I love the 70s. Yeah. I mean, we were babies. We were babies. But God, what a great decade. Yeah. And then to have what we've experienced since then, you know, it's so crazy. Because yeah. it was such a mad, I loved, I mean, I remember the late 70s, it was just like, wow, it was just great. And so I think because we both grew up, he's 11 months older than me. So we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're the same, same age. That, yeah. And I think that makes a difference too, because sometimes we'll do this thing, like a role play as a joke. Like I'm a millennial, 
and he's taking me on a date. <laughs> Oh my God. It's hilarious. I, 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 I it's could not date it's a hilarious. And I know millennials listen to this. <laughs> uh, it's just so different. But, it's, yeah. but yeah, but it's like, he, like we'll, we'll listen to a song and he'll be like, oh, remember this song? Um, I don't know. Um, who is it? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like. They're like, who's Madonna? I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and anyway, what a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, God, it's been great. Close enough to open up. Still I fall behind. Caught between apologies and fear to speak my mind. Coasting and mostly cold and tired and wasting. Closing doors and borderlines It's tougher in summer When the day is long Close your eyes and empathize In California songs Whisper and misheard Cold tired and wasted and wrong Keeping sleeping dogs away from home But so
Are you on an ad tape? <laughs> oh no, not at all. I, I just want to make sure.